0: Hey, theatre fans, what's going on? Are you a small business owner or an entrepreneur that just needs a branding design or something like that for a new idea that you're working on? Well, I have a one-stop shop for you. This place will help you get a branding design together, marketing and Instagram templates right through to digital planning so you can stay on top of all your content and marketing strategies that you have in the works. And that is Simply Creative UK. Morgan is absolutely incredible. I have teamed up with her on a couple of my businesses already and I'm so excited for her to keep working on refreshing all my brands. I could go on and on, but you guys need to check this out for yourself. So make sure you're going to simplycreativeuk.com right now to find out what Morgan can do for you and your business Come back, tell me all about your incredible experience and enjoy this episode. Hey theatre fans, one and all, welcome back to the We Are Theatre podcast and today we are, there it is there. Hey theatre fans one and all, welcome back to the Queendom Podcast. Technical stuff to start us off this morning, but that is (laughs) okay. Um, Today we're heading to the Candy Store with Christina Bennington. Hey Christina, how are you going? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk about Heathers. I've been listening to the soundtrack all day and I am just excited to get stuck in. Um, For the people at home that don't know about Heather's, maybe you're new to musical theatre and miss the kind of original hype or anything like that, give us an elevator pitch of what this show is.
1: Okay, so Heather's the Musical is based on the cult classic film starring Mineta Ryder and Christian Slater. It's a wild ride through high school, love, death, and humour, I guess. It's the kind of show that you... You don't know that you needed it in your life until you're completely obsessed with it immediately after watching it. It's it's so funny. Um, and that was terrible. Elevator bridge. <laughs> that,
0: that, that's spot on. Like I'm just thinking about like my roller coaster with this show and everything like that. And that kind of sums yeah. it up perfectly. Um, what was your initial introduction to Heather's? How did you, um, let's go musical because I'm guessing the movie was somewhere in that kind of transition period. Um, but introduction to this show as a musical what was your introduction to heaven
1: well I knew it was on in London when it was on three years ago and even before that at the other palace but I didn't see it and I think the only material I'd seen of it was I saw the candy store promo because I know Jodie really well I've known her for forever so I was just watching stuff that she was sharing but I was busy so I didn't get to see the show so honestly the first time that I knew what happened in the musical was after i had got the part <laughs> and then I read the script maybe a couple of days before we went into rehearsals. Yeah. So for me, it was a really whirlwind journey because I know there's a current UK tour cast out who all mm. got cast like over a year ago. So yeah. they've had their script for forever. Whereas I sort of got the job, got the script and opened it all within about a month. Mad.
0: Uh, professional actors, theatre people, you guys are insane. Like uh, That's just crazy like not only learning a script harmonies entrances exits choreography mind blown to start this episode right there um so talk me through the whirlwind like obviously taking on the immense um density i think that this script is um coupled with the immense workload um what was that period like for you to get this show up and on stage
1: It was very strange because it was very intense, Mm. which actually is the way I like to work. I love working under time pressure and with challenge. That's really fun for me. Um, So it was was very intense, but also weirdly felt very natural. Mm. It's really odd. I've never really taken over a role before. I've done, you know, existing roles and done my own take on them. Mm -hmm. But um, what felt so strange to me is coming into it and singing it and speaking it all for the first time. It felt like. The most natural any part has ever felt in my voice and in my body. Like it felt sort of like I was meant to do this, which yeah. sounds so strange, but it made the intensity enjoyable. Yeah. Like I was, every single thing, I was like, yes, of course. And then I get to do this. Amazing. I've <laughs> always wanted to do that as well as that, as that, and that. So it was a dream, actually, like a real dream come true moment, which yeah. was such a surprise for me.
0: And for those people that don't know you and your career, obviously you'd spent, a long time with bat out of hell prior to COVID and everything like that. So coming into a a kind of fresh role as well with something different kind of palate cleanser, almost, um, completely different style to bat out of hell. What was that like taking in this kind of more poppy musical theater ish, not so much rock side of theater? I like
1: to think my voice is pretty versatile. Actually the last thing I did before the pandemic, um, was a concert of phantom of the opera in which i played christine so (laughs) for a week you know so i am very used to doing very different things yeah and that's actually what makes me excited i'll usually take a job if it's very different and more challenging than the last job i did so yeah very different to bat very different to phantom very different to sweeney todd like all the jobs i've done have been sort of very different to one another which is exactly what makes me excited
0: yeah i think that's the cool thing about um looking at performers and everything like that and just being like you could literally walk into any role and just change who you are but still be yourself underneath if that makes sense to everyone listening at home kind of made sense in my head um but like just being versatile is just such a unique part about this industry that is very hard to find anywhere else um i think that's what makes the art so special um is that right there
1: yeah. And it comes with like your whole lifestyle, your whole little bubble of people. Like a lot of people forget that, you know, we make best friends on jobs and then the job's over and then you meet new people all the time. And that's so wonderful, but very strange. Like if you imagine whatever listeners, like whatever job you're doing, if just sort of every six months or sometimes three months, you just, every single person you worked with changed. It's weird.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Um, getting to share the stage with a friend of yours, um, being Jodie, um, going into that rehearsal process, obviously, after being locked down and everything like that, what was that like getting back into the room and getting to be creative with friends and new faces and everything like that?
1: That oh, was so fun. We had such a blast in rehearsals. I know Jordan very well and love Jordan as well. So, And then it, it, it's funny because the whole cast has become sort of, equally close and very much like a family. Like I've met a lot of new, really close friends that I didn't know before. Um, And that happened very quickly in rehearsals. I remember about day four, someone saying, welcome to day four. And everyone was like, sorry, (laughs) you mean week four? Because it was so intense and we were doing so much material so fast that it felt like it couldn't possibly have only been four days. Yeah, Everyone really is a true gem. And Andy has a fun tradition where we always do lunch together
0: because
1: Andy is our director. So he would like take us out for lunch every day or order in and like one of the first days he did seating assignments which was quite fun. So it was sort of like method lunch. Yeah. So I sat with Steve and Lauren who play my parents and you know he'd be like get to know these people that I'm making you get to know today which is lovely because you then make sure that you know everyone in the cast as opposed yeah. to you know just whoever you feel safe with or get close with early on.
0: Yeah I think that kind of excludes the kind of clickiness as well like it instantly breaks down that potential for anything like that. If everyone knows everybody, happy days. Oh, That's such a cool idea. Oh, my God. Um, Cool. Uh Let's talk about your character, Miss Veronica. Um, Obviously, getting to (laughs) learn this part in a month is intense, especially with all of the different themes throughout this show. It's actually (laughs) two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, even crazier. Um, So, discovering... The character obviously takes a little bit of time and then to feel comfortable with the themes presented throughout the show with all the different cast members. Um, I'm guessing that kind of relationship building section right at the start there was a good catalyst for being able to quickly overcome those confronting topics that get tackled throughout. Others.
1: Yeah. And honestly, <clears throat> we didn't have time to confront any of that. Yep. And I... I think that's one of the main issues of the West End Variation Agreement, yeah. which is not our producer's fault. It's not our creative team's fault, but it, you know, this the situation we're in right now means that people like me can totally give up my whole life for two weeks to learn a show, great. Yeah. If I had kids, if I had, a, you know, the other responsibilities, it's really unfair actually to try and ask people to learn a show in two weeks because, yeah. I mean, we essentially vomited the show onto the stage Yeah. We did blocking and everything else came after. So we literally just blocked through the show while learning vocals and everything. And you just sort of get to the point where doing and we didn't have time really to discuss any of the themes and topics. So, and they are, you know, as much as it's a darkly humorous show, they're serious. And, uh, you know, our director, Andy and Gary, um, they're amazing. And, you know, in the time that we had, they were able to like look after us emotionally yeah. and mentally to the best of their ability. But it, it, the agreement, this is me talking about that specifically, not about Heather's is not good enough in that way yeah. because it's, you know, you learning a show in two weeks is punishing. Yeah. And it took me a couple of weeks into the run to kind of be like, oh yeah, this is where I would have been opening night That's yeah. plus a tech. The stamina yeah. building after a year and a half off to, oh, to, exactly. to ask people to find stamina in two weeks, especially like Veronica Sawyer is, I firmly believe one of the hardest tracks in musical theater. It's, it's massive. She doesn't yeah. really leave the stage. I'm constantly singing in the full range of my voice When I'm not singing, I'm shouting. Mm. And for me, that's exhilarating. Like I absolutely love it. Like, the, like the challenge of it is so, She's such an amazing multifaceted character. Her journey is really huge in the show and so exciting. But I can imagine someone who doesn't work in the same way as me, i.e. best under time pressure, would find that very
0: overwhelming. Yeah. Um, Getting – that's insane to think about. I'm just like mind blown at the moment. Um, So obviously how did you go with – working through have you had time to process the themes or are you just is it do you feel like they're kind of locked behind a wall kind of like you haven't had a chance to dig that deep like not saying like i'm not trying to make it sound bad i'm just intrigued about a mindset right now um
1: yeah it's it's interesting because the whole point of the show is about love and kindness and acceptance acceptance and the other main thing that the show is very aware of. And we do, you know, Veronica says it at the end when Martha says, are there any happy endings? Veronica doesn't say yes. Yeah. She says, I can't promise you anything but we're gonna try basically. Mm -hmm. And that is how I feel about trying to address all of the big questions that are in our show because we are a lighthearted darkly funny show yeah which is like wickedly funny it's very naughty it's a bit of a romp yeah. but we do have these huge serious themes of you know well fake teen suicide but teens and and teen suicide and you know all we can do is try to bear the responsibility that we have to the yeah. fans especially I have quite a personal relationship with a lot of the the fans of the show yeah and I do speak to quite a lot of people so all I can do is whenever I'm speaking to people on social media is try to be really honest about where my mental health is at, where my head is at and for people to understand that, yes, I might make it look really easy to be the lead of a West End show, eight shows a week, but it's not easy. And actually, even though I'm doing my dream job, every day isn't perfect and amazing. And I also have hard days. So rather than me personally confronting a lot of the themes of the show, because honestly, my life right now is prepping for the show and doing the show that's 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 it (laughs) and trying to meanwhile audition for other jobs in between Mm because it's a short one so it's very intense and all I can do is try my best (laughs) with everyone and I feel like that's how we all feel and it doesn't ever feel really heavy because of how the show addresses everything yeah cool so, I'm sorry that that's a bit of a roundabout answer, but I guess no, the answer like, is we I don't. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, no, no, we got you know? that. Yeah, no, that makes, I, I'm just like, I think my interpretation of the show, like being a lot older when I first saw it, that's what caught my attention. Um, so, I think it's yeah. just intriguing to hear your side. Um, so, we've mentioned Veronica's roller coaster of a theme. Uh, of a a journey through this what is that like to kind of carry that emotional role through the show um the ups downs ins and outs um as that character on stage
1: what's great about the show is that i don't really leave the stage Mm. i think if i was off stage a lot more i would be in my head a lot more but because I'm literally doing something every single second, genuinely, I have to prep myself at the beginning before beautiful. Like I really have to remember where to start the show. Yeah. And from that moment on, I just listen. And I yeah. try to play every single moment in that moment. And I do not think even a line ahead. I never think like, oh, a song's coming up. I, I genuinely, I'm just listening to what the person is saying and yeah. reacting in that moment. And then I think you can't really go wrong with the journey. Cause you're not skipping any bits. You're just letting it sort of actually happen how it did for me in the rehearsal process yeah. where I didn't really know what was happening. And I just genuinely was listening and that's how I made Veronica. Yeah. So I just sort of relive exactly the way I made her every single night, which is quite big choices. All right yeah. now,
0: really hundred percent <laughs> big choices, but it's also a really cool, different approach that um, I think would bring a really uniqueness to the way that, um, your scene on stage compared to Becca who's out on tour right now doing Veronica. Um, Like I feel like that would be a really cool contrast, like seeing the two of you side by side, seeing how you guys are attacking the same role in different mindsets. That's like really, really cool. She's Um,
1: amazing. And we talk quite a lot actually no one can understand better what she's going through than me so we yeah. do chat and i'm sure she's going to be brilliant and every veronica will be different just like every jd will be different every mm-hmm. you know and that's where there's freedom in this show that doesn't exist in a lot of other shows yeah like my veronica is probably the most physical veronica there's ever been just because i'm a very physical actor yeah. and that's just like what i bring to it you know
0: i love that um you mentioned the fans now cult classic movie cult classic musical as well um the fans of heather's uh are- widely known as being kind of some of the most intense but also loving um fans of any musical out there um so getting into that heather fandom and having everyone come to you as you join the show what was that initial experience like with the fans um sharing their love with you
1: it was really amazing to be honest I don't really get nervous. I'm always just excited because I really love my job, Yeah. but I was very nervous on our opening night because we'd had so little time. I barely knew the lines, you know? Like I was yeah. like, I you know, we'd had like two days tech. I was like, anything could happen. Yeah. I was ready to have fun. I was ready to feel flexible, but I knew there's gonna be at least point, one point where I say a line wrong, there just will be. Yeah. and. It's so strange knowing that everyone sat in the audience knows the show better than you. Yeah. Because I genuinely had known the show for two weeks and I'm like, all these people have known it for years. They know it's terrifying. So I'm so grateful that they welcomed me into the fandom and into their hearts in such a massive way. Like I feel very loved and supported by the fans. And you know, I get like daily appreciation messages and stuff and my TikTok has got really big and I do a daily TikTok for the show. Um, and that is received well. So from being quite nervous and especially even when I accepted the part, I was quite nervous. I was like, Oh, I know there's going to be a lot of pressure on this. And I'm not sure if people will like the casting. And Mm. I'm so glad how it's turned out to be honest, because I really, (laughs) I'm blown away by the support every single day.
0: Uh, looking at the show as a whole, um, being on stage as much as you are, what, what's your favorite moment in the show?
1: Oh, I have so many. <laughs> I, I'll tell you ones. There's some moments that I have on stage that I would never normally speak about. Yeah. And there's a couple of moments where you have a connection with someone in a scene, and it's really important to your track, but no one would ever know that it's happening. A really weird example is like in Never Shut Up Again, when Bobby's up as Heather Duke singing at me. Um, there's like two points in that where. I'm very specifically bullied by Amy in the ensemble, who's one of my closest friends in the cast, but she's such an incredible actor that there are these two important moments in her ensemble track, which are so important for my Veronica that I like can't miss them. So there's like so many moments in the show like that. Like when she does, um, Bobby says like, um, you think you'll fill her shoes too late? I just did. Amy is looking, I, like I just lock eyes with Amy and there's little moments like that, or in Dead Gay Sun, the first moment where Jordan turns to me and gives me, like he breaks into like the cutest smile of all time with <laughs> dimples. When we finally, when he's like, haha, see, good stuff. Like things like that are the most beautiful moments that I hope people will notice at some point, those little connections. But as the big moments go, I, I it changes all the time for me, but at the moment <laughs> fight for me is my favorite. I just love Fight For Me so much because I love when we hit all those laughs. When we hit those comedy moments yeah. with the vocal because the vocal for me, I love singing. Singing for me is not difficult. So the vocal is not the challenge. The it's challenge the is forgetting, forgetting singing yeah. to make everything else work. I love that. And so Fight For Me is like, it all comes together. Yeah. We're all laughing, this slow-mo fight. Like I'm getting a little sing. Like BV is like, there's this wall of sound behind it. It's so fun and it's the first moment in the show where I think the audience really understand the show
0: yeah okay they're like
1: oh I see where we're going here I see what's happening slow-mo fight yeah it's funny okay it's funny
0: yeah I love that uh that literally answered my next question my next question was going to be on favorite on stage moment so you just took that oh I to be fair I have
1: loads so I can tell you another one if you want
0: (laughs) we can just go through the whole show moment yeah like I, I
1: genuinely do love everything but um there's this other moment where in dead girl walking reprise I walk on with the croquet mallet up the top Mm. and Jodie, I'm not even joking, is nearly crying every night with a face like a proud mother. And she always talks to me about it. She's like, that's my favorite moment. I just look at you and I think you're a machine. How do you do this every night? And she's, she's literally like, it's it's hard to describe if you're listening and you're not looking at my face right now, but um like literally like a proud mother. And every time I think, wow, we have come on such a journey together because she just loves it when I belt the really, really high note. Yeah. And she always just feels so proud. And that's another favorite on stage moment, which again, no one will ever know. But we do. <laughs> now they do.
0: Behind the scenes, look there, guys. So next time you're sitting in the yeah. audience, watch for all these men Look at Jody. And yeah, get don't into watch the me comments. Watch <laughs> <laughs> Um so, getting this show on stage, um, what was it like after so long away from theatre, uh, obviously had that concert, then the break, to have an audience back in, and was that, going on stage for that first show with an audience in, was that your first theatre experience post-COVID, or had you been...
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. And it felt like the most natural thing in the world what did surprise me is and it sounded like a full theater oh. I couldn't believe how loud how much support these like 300 people were giving us every night it genuinely it was deafening I was like wow what is this going to sound like when we go full capacity that was like the first night <laughs> of full capacity it was like oh gosh like so overwhelming but yeah it's Having an audience again, it's just like, I think live theater is um, just magical and stream theater and the new digital recording of theater is very important for people who can't make it to the theater, who can't afford theater, who maybe live where there isn't a lot of theater, fantastic. Like uh, there is a place for it, but nothing quite compares to that feeling of everyone in the room knowing that that performance only exists in that moment in time, that then that performance is gone forever. And I think it makes performers
0: perform better because when you know, no one's going to sit recording of it. I'm thinking about like my first night back with an audience. I just remember sitting there and then as soon as that kind of um hush happened and you heard there was like another wave of Oh, here we go, It is back. And it was just like this weird
1: A lot of people just cried in the first number.
0: That I was like I my first show do. back my first show back was frozen and I'm sitting there and I heard the na na and I was just sobbing and I was like, Oh, thank God we're back. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, good. And I think um Just stories like that, uh, even from a performer's perspective, is just like this is why this industry is so important. And um, I think hopefully if, heaven forbid, anything like this happens again, um, governments around the world will look at the arts as that kind of strong push. Yeah, I know. Look, we can hope.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can hope. I'll certainly shout loud
0: about it. (laughs) Um. So getting to share this stage with this amazing cast, stars started from top to bottom every night. Um, we've seen, I saw your post just bef- uh, a couple. Was it a couple of days ago? About all the faces you post, uh, yeah, during bows. bows, yeah. <laughs> getting to just share that moment every night and get to share this story over and over again, multiple times a week. What what is that like? Um, to just be like, crap, this is my job, like. Oh my God, how sick.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. I truly never get bored of it. Like, it's amazing. And every day is different, which is such a cliche because that's what everyone says about theater, but it's true. And this cast is so special. Every single person is so amazing. And I really care about everyone, Um, which weirdly just made me feel very emotional there when I said that. Um, But I do. I'm crying. This is 10 a.m. on a Wednesday. Um, we really care about each other, which I think is very special. Oh my gosh, I'm like, you can't see, but I'm crying, everyone. Um, <laughs> and the actual experience of doing the show is obviously something I always dreamed of. It's, you know, I've, I did Bad Out of Hell, which was really cool. It was really amazing and it was life changing for me, but I was never top build. I never had the full responsibility of leading the company.
0: Yeah.
1: It was very much a split job. So it's the first time ever for me, I mean, I covered Magnolia in Showboat, and I remember the first time I went on taking that bow and thinking, oh my gosh, I've got the final bow in the West End and I had the responsibility of leading the show, wow. And when I think back to that, it is shocking to me that I do that every night, that I come out last and everyone's looking at me. You know, it's because when you're doing the show you're not thinking about that moment and then the bows always sort of come back as a shock
0: people it's my job. I'm like, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, so, it's so strange, but I and I'm really grateful for it, and I don't take it for granted being given the opportunity because not everyone is given the opportunity to lead a show, and that doesn't yeah. mean that those people don't deserve to.
0: Yeah,
1: there's a very specific position you have to sort of be in, profile-wise, experience-wise, to be handed something like this. Yeah, and I think there are lots of people out there. Like my cover, Amy Hardnett, is amazing. Genuinely. I've heard. I'm always in the theater too early. I have a problem. So I always hear her her over the tannoy doing, like I heard her singing Dago walking reprise yesterday. Like she is hitting all the same notes I am. She is phenomenal. She is also very funny. Like she's like the funniest person in the company. So her Veronica is very, very funny. And it's my job to be on stage every night. I am notoriously solid. So you know, I I don't know if she'll get to do a show. Obviously, we yeah. never know what happens. I could be injured. I could be sick. Like you never know. But it, it sometimes upsets me that I'm like, oh, why? You know, why hasn't she got this job? But with something <laughs> similar, you know, why yeah. hasn't she been handed this? But all it takes is someone to take a chance on you. And I'm very lucky that quite a few times in my career, I've had someone take a chance on me at the right time in the right place. Yeah. Um. Someone gave Amy a big part. That's all I'm saying.
0: There it is. You heard it here first. Yeah. Next time, Amy gets heard it first. She's that- a star. Everybody that's listening to this right now has to buy a ticket. Yeah, go follow time. her. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so another thing, we'll jump back. I'm jumping back and forth just because we're segueing so many different places, but this is fantastic. Um, back to the fans. Yes. Stage door right now isn't happening. What, what is What that like walking out that door onto an empty street um, on the West End?
1: You know what? I... I really miss stage door because I, in COVID times, will absolutely hug everyone, like take photos with everyone. I love it. But as a person who doesn't deal well with large social situations in that way, like sometimes at bad, I'd have to be like, "Can everyone take a step back? I'm feeling very claustrophobic." Yeah. Because people will just descend upon you. Yeah. Um, and that's quite overwhelming. The current Way that I'm trying to deal with it is I literally respond to every single TikTok comment. TikTok is the main place I'm interacting with people. I'm also responding to as many DMs on Instagram as I can, like a lot. And on Twitter, I'm just being so active on socials. So I really do miss stage door. But for my own head, after doing such a big show, it is kind of a relief that you're not still then giving for yeah. the next hour because sometimes you'd be an hour at stage door, you know. Yeah. And instead, I can walk and clear my head. So. I mean, I then end up doing the same sort of amount of time on socials, but it's, it, it's a double-edged sword because I'll be so grateful when I can hug and see everyone again. But I know it's going to take a lot more energy for me in a week. Yeah. So, you know, it would be much more difficult to do my track if I was stage drawing as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's a really like interesting thought because like the social media side of things, although taxing wouldn't be as taxing as standing out in the cold, talking to people.
1: It just feels a bit less like you could disappoint someone. I think that's the thing with stage drawers. You, you feel always like, what if I disappoint? What if I'm not giving enough of my time because someone I know is in or, and and so it can be sort of a pressure on top of the show.
0: Um,
1: and I've, I find I've, I've actually built sort of equally important relationships than I usually do at stage door because you usually see a lot of the same people all the time. Yeah. You get to know them really well, but I feel like I've really got to know people well through social media, if not more, because mm. we're all sending each other, like tagging each other in TikTok. So I'm seeing their creative side too, yeah. which is fun because you get to know people rather than them thinking like you're an actor and I'm a fan. Yeah. It's very much like we're all peers interacting and being creative that's on a platform, cool. which is kind of more fun.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think that's like, I think, TikTok has been like a really cool, um, what's the word? Kind of thing that. Let's just go with thing that has come out of COVID and everyone being able to just be like, "Oh, cool! This is this cool thing I do." Here's watch a sixty second yeah, video. Yeah, everyone it. Like, is creative. Yeah, cool, I'll sit there, hundred percent. You do that. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm so, right, like. I'm like, yes, the arts are important. Look how much happiness you can get from creating like a funny video. Like yeah. it might seem silly to you, but you've had the experience making it becoming more confident people are enjoying it. Like I think stuff like that is encouraging people just to have a little bit less fear about what people think, because there's been a global pandemic. We're still in it. So, you know, it's not going to get you anywhere. Think worrying about what someone else is thinking of you. Let's just try and put yourself out there. However you want.
0: hundred percent. While we're in that spot there. um, How did you deal with the last 18 months? Like, what was your kind of thing to make sure your headspace was okay and you were ready to come back to work when that time required? Because, um, like, I think it, it's a hard thing for actors to kind of stay in that cool, I need to work, I need to work phase when you go so long without yeah. that period. So what was that like for you to try and handle that?
1: It was very strange. I was doing the Cinderella workshop before we um, – Closed for the pandemic. We'd just done day one of the singing read through. I'd done it before as well. So I was working as an actor in theory. As we sort of shut the world down, I flew straight to Belfast and I spent time with my family. And to be honest, it was the biggest blessing of my whole life. I had the nicest time. (laughs) And it was really hard not working, but I also work as a reformer Pilates instructor. And we immediately started doing. Um, at home at classes, so I was stream. I was teaching Pilates six days a week from my house in Belfast. Yeah. I was spending family time that I haven't had in ten years, which was amazing. And this is again making me feel emotional. Um, cool. Now you know what kind of person I am. Very <laughs> emotional, and it and that was really special for me. And then I was very lucky to get a lot of TV work. So I actually have been working as an actor for the whole pandemic. I think I did about four or five jobs and um, on screen, which was very strange because you don't really even see the faces of people you work with, yeah. you know, unless they're in the cast for the whole time. I bumped into a second AD in Belfast. I, I was filming something in Northern Ireland. I came back to London for like a week and then got a job in Belfast and went straight back. It was, it was funny. And I'd been working on it for, i did a full series, worked on it for over two or three, two or three months, bumped into the second AD in the street, didn't recognize him. I mean, I literally talked to him every day for months, but because I had pictured the bottom half of his face as just being different than it actually was, didn't recognize him. Um, So that was funny. And so I was very lucky that I was working, but I did have a a period of January, February this year where I did literally nothing. And it was really tough. Like I, I have had, like everyone else, a lot of really tough low moments in the last, however long it's been. But I also have had enough perspective to know that actually my experience of the pandemic has been really a lot better than a lot yeah. of people so I I don't ever want to say my time is really tough even though everyone's experience is relative when I know that there's been a lot worse happening for a lot of people and but I do think one thing that's important to say is I did not sing I did not sing a note I, I was teaching singing lessons on zoom so I was like demonstrating yeah. sort of
0: but not Full if, range like
1: I don't sing I don't sing in my house ever I never sing to myself I don't sing I don't sing anywhere except work in my life <laughs> that's just how I've always been I don't like I don't ever think I'm going to sing for pleasure yeah I love singing but sort of for people
0: yeah
1: and so I did not sing a note and so when they asked me did I want to do feathers? I was like I don't know because he, I can't remember if I can still series, I think sing at once, but I was like, I don't know if I have any vocal stamina because I haven't yeah. sung in a long time. <laughs> and then I, I remember the day I had, they, they were like, are you interested? And I was like, maybe, what do I have to do for it? And they were like, just sing Dagger Walking. And I was like, okay, I'll think about it. I was like, really not sure. Cause I didn't know if I wanted to go back into the pressure of a musical again. I was like, it's too much. The screen is so much more chilled. And I took a big walk around Victoria Park around here. I live in East London. And I was walking around and I was listening to it and I just started getting really fired up. I was listening to Barrett Wilbert Weed sing it and I was like, oh my God. And in the middle of the park, I'm not kidding you, I went on YouTube and because I was like, oh, I'm going to, maybe I'll tape it today. I I was learning on the spot because I'm a quick learner. And I listened to Barrett singing it and then I went on YouTube and picked like a karaoke track and just started singing it. While I was walking around the park, just to sort of see if I could sing. I was like, can I still sing? And <laughs> I, people were sort of giving me funny, like, so it wasn't like really loud. I wasn't like belting, but I was yeah. just like, I was like, like singing to myself. And then I came straight home. No one was in. I remember because it was a bank holiday Monday and I was like, I never sing in my house, but okay, I'll do it because it's bank holiday Monday. Everyone will be out. It's a sunny day. Got my screen, got my taping stuff out and just like belted out there, I go walking. And it felt so easy. And I was like, oh, I do like singing. So it was so, and it was so strange because I, and it almost made me feel very emotional because I was like, I've just forgotten that I liked it because I don't do it by myself.
0: Yeah. And that's without that and place actually, to that's You're the only
1: person that. I've told the story to. So there you go. That's how it happened. I wouldn't have said yes to even taping for the job had I not sung it in the park.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. ah, oh, guys, you've heard it for here first. How good, how good. Look at <laughs> that. Um, amazing. Um, I, I... Good.
1: I hope I've told you some interesting stuff.
0: I am like, <laughs> this is just reinvigorated my passion for doing this and getting into oh, it I'm again. So I'm glad. so excited. Um, so guys, this is the first episode of our Heather's little period here on the We Are Theatre podcast. We have a Another guest joining us next week that you guys will see in just oh, who is a couple it? of days. Am I allowed to know? Yeah, I'll tell you after. Everyone else can wait a couple okay. of weeks. <laughs>
1: I'm really excited. Whoever um, it is, they'll be lovely. Everyone's fantastic.
0: Exactly. Guys, if you haven't already and you can, please, 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 please go see Christina before time runs out. Um, where are you guys at the moment? Oh my God, I forgot to get all that information and write it down. You guys are at the Theatre Royal Haymarket until September 11th. Yeah. That's like a month. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. That's what, four times eight is 32, 32 shows, guys. That's all Yeah, I'm, got
1: not right. I'm not ready. I'm not
0: ready. Now we have to leave it on a sad note. That's not good, guys. Don't miss no. us. <laughs> <But> <laughs> or you'll sure, be sad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out Instagram. Follow Christina, follow Heathers, follow us. All the links are down below. And we will see you next week with a brand new episode of the We Are Theatre Bye, guys.